As followers of Christ, we are always students. One of your lifelong endeavors is learning and growing. As you know, that happens through both successes and failures. Thankfully, our God knows you thoroughly. He knows exactly what you need and what will best develop your faith. Welcome to the Wisdom Journey. Stephen Davy is teaching through the Bible with a lesson each weekday. Today's lesson is called A Refresher Course in Fishing 101. After Jesus' resurrection and even after Jesus appeared to his disciples, uh, those disciples remained unsure of their future. In fact, we know that seven of them went back to fishing. Now, what happens next is recorded only in John's Gospel account. And as we're coming near the end of our chronological study through the Gospels, as we look at these verses together, I want to make several observations. And here's the first one. The Lord often uses ordinary places to teach us special lessons. Chapter 21 opens with Peter, Thomas, Nathaniel, James, and John, and two other disciples who are unnamed, and they're back out on the the Sea of Tiberias. It's usually called the Sea of Galilee. And they're riding out there on those familiar waves and waters of their hometown lake. Now, for you, beloved, that that familiar place might be the laundry room. It might be the kitchen or the schoolroom or the boardroom or the classroom. Those familiar surroundings, they have a way of becoming a canvas upon which Jesus can paint some of the most profound lessons you'll ever learn. Here's a second observation. The Lord takes us to places of confidence to teach us our need for dependence. Now with that, verse 3 says, They went out and got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. Well, let me tell you, beloved, these men knew every good fishing spot on this lake. They're, They're experts at their craft. They're experienced They're confident, and what's true for them here can be true for us even today. You know, sometimes in in our own fields of expertise, we can fail, and and that really ought to teach us all over again that self-confidence needs to be replaced by dependence on Jesus, our Lord. Now, they don't know it, but the Lord has kept those fish out of their nets, And that's because he's about to do something miraculous. In fact, here in verse 4, the Lord appears on the seashore, and and he calls out to them. They they don't recognize him at the moment. Verse 4 says, Just as day was breaking, Jesus stood on the shore. Yet the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to them, Children, do you have any fish? And they answered him, No. Now, the Lord isn't asking them because he doesn't know the answer. He's, he's bringing them to admit their failure. This would have been a difficult question for these men to answer. You know, I've read that Thomas Edison, the inventor, would, would often go fishing without any bait on his hook. He had no intention or desire to catch anything. It was just a time to think and, and relax. Well, let me tell you, Simon Peter isn't Thomas Edison. He isn't out there to relax. He's out there to catch fish, as are uh, the other disciples. Now, verse 6 says, Jesus said to them, cast the net on the right side of the boat, and you will find some. 
<laughs> no, I'm not a fisherman. But that sounds like a rather strange command. You've been throwing the net over the left side of the boat. Now throw it over the right side. That's a difference of just a few feet. Well, the fishermen comply. They're probably too exhausted to argue. They've got nothing to lose. Verse 6 says again here, so they cast it and now they were not able to haul it in because of the quantity of fish. Well, it's at this point they realize it's Jesus on the shore, verse 7 tells us, and he's just evidently miraculously guided every fish in that area to swim right into the disciples' net. See, the point is he's, he's going to teach them that this is, this is about uh, much more than fish. This is about life. Follow his directions, and there's going to be fulfillment and fruitfulness. You disregard his advice, and your life's going to be like an empty net. Well, let me make another observation. Here it is. Special surprises are often hidden behind doorways marked simple obedience. You know, it's possible the disciples could have refused the Lord's instructions and, you know, just simply rode to shore. He still would have fed them. I'm sure he would have then taught them the connection between disobedience and empty nets. Uh, But they would have missed this incredible miracle described in verse 6. Let me just read it again. They were not able to haul the net in because of the quantity of fish. You see, they obeyed, and the result was surprising. It was even amazing. See, beloved, when you choose to obey the Lord, even in the simplest of ways, you might want to buckle on your seatbelt because life might deliver some, some interesting turns and uh, some, some unexpected events. Now, you don't know what God's going to do next. It might be difficult uh, and challenging, but let me tell you, that's why a lot of Christians stay close to shore to begin with. They fear the unexpected, the unplanned. They fear what might happen should they obey the call of God. Well, with that in mind, let me encourage you with with another observation. Here it is. The Lord's direction will always be accompanied by his provision. Whatever the Lord directs you to do, wherever he directs you to go, he'll be there to develop you, to provide for you. He's not going to lead you and then leave you. Think about these fishermen here. They've spent their lives around the Sea of Galilee. Uh, But now uh, John, well, he's going to be sent over to Ephesus. The Lord's going to send Thomas to India. He's going to send Andrew over there to to modern-day Russia. You talk about unexpected and unplanned, yet I'm convinced they wouldn't trade a moment of it for life back there on, on those familiar waves out there in a boat on the Sea of Galilee. See, they've learned over a lifetime of ministry that that God's calling guarantees God's enabling. Listen, beloved, if he wants you to fish, he already knows where the fish are. He knows how many fish you're going to catch. He knows when you need encouragement. He knows when it's time to row into shore and and take a little break. Well, let me offer one more uh, observation. Here it is. The Lord is always willing to forgive us and to provide even more opportunities to serve him. 
now that the disciples have recognized Jesus is the one standing on the shore, well, Peter just jumps into the water and swims ashore as the others drag their nets full of fish there to the bank. Now, now once again, verse 9 tells us that that uh, Jesus is going to teach them. He's prepared something for them. We're told here it's a charcoal fire in place with fish laid out on it and bread. Now, these disciples have failed the Lord. How? Well, they had abandoned him in his darkest hours. Yet here in verse 12, Jesus says to them, Come, have some breakfast. Now, in this culture, to offer a meal to someone who has wronged you was a way to show that you'd forgiven them. And that's what the Lord's doing uh, here. He's he's forgiven them. He he hasn't given up on them. He still has plans for them. He's telling them, you know, I I don't want you to quit following me as my ambassador. I want you to stay the course. I think of one uh, popular legend of Poland's famous pianist, Prime Minister Paderewski, he was performing in concert. Uh, The concert hall, as it prepared for that to begin, it it was packed to the walls. Everybody's waiting in anticipation. Well, a mother had bought some tickets for herself and her little boy who'd recently begun taking piano lessons. They soon found their seats near the front of the hall, and the boy sat. He's kind of in awe of the surroundings, especially that magnificent grand piano waiting there on stage. The mother found a friend nearby to talk with, and without knowing it, her son had slipped away. Suddenly, the sound of that piano was heard, and the the audience looked up to see this little boy up there seated on the bench, innocently picking out twinkle, twinkle, little star. Well, his mother gasped. Uh, The crowd uh, began to laugh. But soon, however, people... Well, they begin to demand that he be, you know, he be removed from the stage. Well, before his mother could get out of her seat and up there on the stage to grab her boy, Paderewski had heard the commotion, knew immediately what was going on, quickly moved to the piano, and whispered to the little boy, Don't stop. He reached around with his left hand and began filling in a bass part. Then with his right arm now encircling the child, he added a running obligato, and together, beautifully, the old concert master and that little boy played a duet. And all the while, Paderewski was whispering, don't stop, son, don't quit, keep playing. I like to think we're we're like that little boy when it comes to life, serving the Lord. Even when we fail him, and and confess to him. He faithfully forgives us. He continues to encircle us and and direct us. Frankly, no matter how old we are, not one of us is all that accomplished. We play wrong notes. uh, We lose our concentration. Our hands grow tired. our, our, Our minds get distracted. But Jesus is always on stage with us. And I like to think of him whispering to us, even today, Don't quit. Don't stop. Play on. Well, until we set sail again, beloved, may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen.
We're glad to have you with us on this wisdom journey through the Bible. Today's lesson is called A Refresher Course on Fishing 101. Please share this wisdom journey with others who could benefit from it. And if you have a comment, a question, or would like more information, you can email us at info at wisdomonline.org. We'd love to hear how God uses His Word to change your life. Stephen also wants to help if you have a Bible question. We have a special place on our website where we post Stephen's answers to questions that have come in from listeners like you. Email your question to info at wisdomonline.org. Again, you can use that address for any correspondence with our ministry. You can also call us today at 866-48-BIBLE. Thanks again for listening. Join us back here next time as we continue traveling along the wisdom journey. 